Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vidi Wiley. This week, Samoa's Rugby World Cup hopes are put on hold. New Caledonia says no to hosting the Pacific Games. And a mix of highs and lows for Pacific sides at the Netball World Youth Cup. But first, Tonga rugby coach Toto Ikefu says being drawn in the so-called pool of death at the 2019 Rugby World Cup doesn't scare the Ikaletahi. The Kingdom finished second in the combined Pacific Nations Cup standings over the past two years after the Flying Fijians thrashed Manu Samoa 38-16 in Apia on Saturday to retain the PNC title. Totoi Kefu says he didn't find out they'd qualified for the World Cup until hours after the game. I actually didn't take too much notice of, of, of the game or the results. I, I didn't find out until later that night that um, Fiji had won so convincingly um, and my wife was the one that actually told me because I, I'd lost my phone all day Saturday and I lost it from Friday night, so um, which was actually a blessing in disguise, I suppose. Just yeah, when I found out, it was a it was a it was a nice surprise. Um, it gives us a little bit of direction and um, for us to plan something towards um, um, the World Cup in, in two years' time. So. Uh, on that front, uh, very good. I'm, I'm looking forward to those um, planning meetings with um, those concerned. But yeah, look, a job well done to all my staff and the boys. You're in Pool C for 2019 World Cup, England, France, Argentina and the United States. Uh, we had discussed previously that if you'd been the third place team and had to go one more step to the World Cup, nothing of course is guaranteed, but it may have potentially been a more favourable pool. You've, you've got some pretty challenging opponents coming up now. I think in terms of our mindset, it suits us to play the harder teams. I don't think um, as what we perceive as easier teams, but it, it suits us to, to play as an underdog. So, And plus, this gives us clarity two years out. So there, there are two big positives that I'm looking at. And either way, we're, we're, we're um, qualified for the World Cup. So that's that's the most pleasing thing. And coming from where you had come last year, not winning either qualifying game in the PNC and not having a home ground to play in so to speak uh, you know 12 months on after a successful northern tour in November as well quite a lot of progress has been made we nearly got the biscuits against um, Fiji you know I thought after the 80 minutes we're probably the better team but um, we nearly beat them but yeah look we've come a long way we've we've improved a lot Um, a lot of lessons learned as I said in those earlier days the biggest issue we had was just preparation time and and we had a lot of players that uh, turned up not in the best shape Uh, we didn't have much time to prep them in terms of knowledge and and, and fitness and that but um, yeah we've definitely come a long way and and I hope we can keep on improving for the next two years because I really do feel that uh, our best footy is ahead of us we've got a really good group of boys at the moment Um, we've got a target group as well that we want to grab and, and qualify for the 2019 World Cup and, and that's going to take our team to a new level I believe. 
having secured that qualification for 2019, does that make it easier then for you to tap some people on the shoulder and say, well, look, you know, there's a World Cup jersey potentially on the line there. So people that may have been umming and ahhing about committing to Tonga, this might, you know, push them over and, and convince them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with you, Vinny. In saying that, um, we've had some players just recently have been loyal to us, so we'll weigh it up to see what's best for Tonga moving forward. But, yeah, one of our key focuses is to acquire the you know the better quality players. And there were some players that had been loyal to you in the past that were unavailable for this um, section as well, the, the Kalamafonis of this world, the Talesa Vayanus, uh, and, and a few others as well. So you've got some people still to come back to. It was Tevita Kolomatangi as well, who came on the November tour, who missed out recently in June. Um, and there was also a player, Mama Vaipulu, who's who's keen to play for us, and he'll, he'll hopefully play in November. So add another six, seven names to that group, um, including the group we already have. It takes our team to a new level. And so what does the program look like for the next 6-12 months? Uh, have you got anything locked in? Just our November tour is, is pretty much locked in. We've got a game against the uh, English Barbarians in Limerick. Uh, and then we'll head to France for the Japanese game. Uh, and then we'll finish in Bucharest against Romania. So two Tier 2 Nation games and then uh, the Barbars game. But hopefully now, uh, with that World Cup secured, we can look to some more harder games or maybe even Tier 1 games next year. Looking at that World Cup draw, Toto, I know you were a, a part of the coaching staff, technical advisor in 2011, uh, and I was sitting in the crowd watching the game and interviewed the teams afterwards, uh, that famous match in Wellington against France. Uh, we're going to have a repeat. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, to tell you the truth, France don't really scare us. I think um, we've got so many players that play in France and play against those French players, so... Uh, France don't really scare us. We we just got to look after our own backyard. I think we can compete with them. And also Argentina, are, are, you know, I don't think they're out of the realms of, of, of beating them as well. Uh, England, you know, obviously are at a different level. And, and if we were to lose one, it would most likely be that. But we're definitely going to approach every game as if we can win it. Totoi Kefu. Meanwhile, Samoa coach Alama Idemir says the whole squad is hurting after Fiji denied them a direct qualifying berth for the World Cup. We didn't create enough pressure to really test the Fijians early in the second half. That was costly in the end. And we played a very good Fijian side who took their opportunities, uh, especially in early in that second half. They uh, those two early tries. Uh, once they created those, you know, it was it was always going to be tough to, to pull back. And with the win behind their backs, you know, they did very well to obviously uh, come up with a win. In reflection, you know, we uh, we just weren't good enough, and the Fijians were. And that's uh, that's test footy, I suppose. And there's some hard lessons learnt. And uh, now we just have to obviously uh, review and have a look where things could have done better and then uh, and then move forward as fast as, as we can. Yeah, Fiji have obviously set the standard in the region for the last few years, winning the PNC and and getting some good results uh, outside of that as well. Um, you know, that match in Tonga, if you'd won that one, obviously um, you, you wouldn't have found yourself in quite such a difficult predicament. That match in Tonga could have gone either way. I mean, to, to lose by uh, in that manner with the boys really pushing hard and, and uh, you know, to, to not have a team over, I suppose, to, to have a look at that last try, it was, uh, it was a difficult one to take. But, um, yeah, in the end, it was costly. And, uh, you know, the Fijian side, well, uh, are a very good side. Uh, they've been together for a long time, and uh, you can see what momentum does to a test team. And 
you know, they've had some really good momentum coming into this PNC and, and they're the reason why they're, they're the champs of the region. So, you know, they well deserve um, that win. And uh, as for us, we've, uh, yeah, we've, we've certainly got our work cut out now and we've got to look forward and quickly find out where we need to head uh, in terms of, um, of building. You know, we, we need to review first and see how we could have made things better. And uh, I think that's important, the lessons that come out of that. And then uh, you can use those moving forward. But you know, it's, a, it's a good squad. And um, the squad is uh, relatively new and they've come together um, and they're not far off. So I'm pretty confident uh, in the squad that we have. And, you know, there are some probably changes in the future. But at the end of the day, they're, you know, it's a very good, very good team. How much accountability do you take as head coach and, and how much is it the players? I'm the head coach. I, I take full responsibility for anything that happens in the campaign. So... Um, I've got no issues with that, and as I said, we're going to look um, uh, at myself and see how, uh, you know, where did we actually drop the ball and, and go through a review process to see where um, <clears throat> where we could have done things better and if we missed anything. And, um, you know, we've got to review the players as well, which uh, they're doing now online, and we've got to have a really look, good, a good look at our preparation and, and all of that. So you know, I've got no issue with taking full responsibility. It is my job, and uh, I've got to find out the answers uh, as soon as possible. I guess there's naturally been a, a lot of fallout or a lot of uh, comments since the weekend. Uh, Samoan rugby fans are very passionate and, and, and some are obviously questioning your position. It, it has been four test matches this year, a year which you said was about results and, and obviously there weren't any wins in that. So um, do you, I guess, acknowledge the, the frustration or, or disappointment that a lot of Samoan and general rugby fans are feeling right now? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've got no um, no issue with that. They're very passionate people and it goes to show that they actually really care for the team, which is great. Um, and I understand the frustrations there. But as I said, you know, we've got a two-point loss to, to Wales and, you know, that uh, four-point loss against Tonga. Um, you know, the team is not far off it. You know, those two test matches could have gone either way. And, you know, when I look at the positives of this team, um, I'm confident that it's heading in the right direction. And, um I'm confident I can do the job for this team, and it's important that we, you know, that we look forward and you know the World Cup, and we've still got an opportunity to make the World Cup. And this team will stay together for for that period right through. So, you know, with a couple of changes, but um, I totally understand the the passion and the frustrations, and and obviously the the questions out there. I've got no issue with that. I've, I've got to just find the answers around um, how we move forward, and I believe in this purpose that I'm, I'm doing about the country. And so there's obviously two crucial games. You don't know your opponent yet, but home and away, I think, next June uh, against a European side. If you win that, you are in the World Cup pretty simply. Uh, and, of course, you've got a November 2, no doubt, where that will form an important part of your preparations towards that. June next year now obviously becomes a, a very key focus. And I think those European qualifications happen in March. So you're, you're either playing Portugal, Spain or Russia, um, really, because they've got their finals to go through. So... Obviously, the winner goes straight through into the Pool A, which will be Ireland, Scotland and Japan. So it's pretty straightforward, but that's obviously a long way away. So we'll, um, we'll get through um, uh, the next few weeks first and review and have a look at how things could have been done better here. Alama, what would be your your final message for, for, for the people, for the fans, for the rugby supporters, as you know, you guys are obviously hurting and, and they are too? Um, what, what would you say to them? frustrations and you know I, <clears throat> I don't want to lose faith in this team this is a relatively very young team that's uh, that's been put together and you know we've got some uh, some senior players that have given their their total uh, energy and their lives to, to bring the jersey forward and and try and get these wins unfortunately we haven't but we're not far off and I know um, they're very appreciative of the support of everyone um, and I suppose you know we just need to keep the faith in the in, in the team and, and what they're and where where they're heading, um, they certainly know the frustrations of the people. And, and I, as a head coach, uh, obviously understand that as well. 
But I know that this team will get better. They've taken some hard lessons this year and, uh, and they'll keep the faith and stay together and they'll become better for it. I um, really appreciate all the support that's been out there, but uh, frustrating at the moment, but we, we will rise again and get better. That's the Maru Samoa coach, Alama Idemia. New Caledonia has ruled itself out of hosting the 2019 Pacific Games. This is after the Games Council confirmed Tonga's withdrawal earlier this month and asked for expressions of interest from experienced hosts. Samoa is the only country confirming their desire to stage the Games so far, but the CEO of the New Caledonia Olympic Committee, Michelle Quinton, says 2019 was not a good time for them. Because we had the Games in 2011, and uh, it's not a good time for us to have the Games. So we took the decision quite rapidly because financially it would have been difficult to organise the Games and to organise it in two years' time, so that's really difficult. But we are really happy if someone bids and for to help them to manage the Games. I guess the other big contender had been Tahiti that was uh, lost the vote in, uh, for 20. 20- 19 and also for 2023 they've well they had the money in the past they've got a lot of established venues you know you would have been supportive of their bid if they had decided to do so they would have been support them because uh, we have got a relation with them of course uh, so we have managed to help them for the, the games and all that but we will do the same if uh, if someone asks for us to help them because uh, we feel that it's important that the games take place in two years time now. It is a very short time frame. Uh, having hosted the Games in 2011, um, how challenging do you think it will be for whoever wins the hosting rights or whoever hosts the Games to bring an event together in effectively two years time? The thing is to find uh, to have the money right now. That's the more important thing because uh, if you've got the money, you will be more easy. If you've got to go and search the money in two, for the Games in two years, it would be really difficult for them, like for everyone. We, I think it's really difficult because two years' time, it's really short time to organise a game. But we've got all the equipment uh, since the, the game has been 27, 2007. So I, I hope and I feel that if they've got the game, they'll do the good games. You mentioned that the Tahiti Olympic Committee was keen to make a bid. I guess what we've seen in Tonga is that it's really important, isn't it, to have that government support. You really need that central government support to underwrite uh, financially the games and to ensure that you've, you've got the money to, to build what you need to build and deliver what you need to deliver. The, the problem with Tahiti is that they, they had no time to build uh, new equipment, so they could have furnished some some equipment but uh, not uh, build some new ones, so that's not really good for them because when you bid for the games, it's uh, to have new equipment, so that's probably why the government didn't go with the, with the bid. That's the CEO of the New Caledonia Olympic Committee, Michelle Quinton. Fiji have recorded their best ever finish at the Netball World Youth Cup, finishing fourth after being thrashed 70-35 by England in the bronze medal playoff. The Baby Pearls were the top-performing Pacific side in Botswana, with Samoa beating the Cook Islands 64-27 in the playoff for 11th place. The Cook Islands only managed one win from their seven matches, but head coach John Glassy says after being struck down by two separate illnesses, their finish wasn't so bad. You know, even our friendly matches, we were having to call time so that way the girls could go to the bathroom. They'd come back and go back on the court, that sort of thing. So if we were at full strength and uh, and that sort of thing, I think the games would have uh, been a lot closer. And you never know uh, with those situations which way the game will go.
you went into the tournament targeting uh, minimum top 10 and, and hopefully to make those quarterfinals out of what you say was a, a pretty tricky pull. You ended up in 12th place, uh, beaten by Samoa in that 11th, 12th playoff there. Um, in the context of everything that happened, is that a, a decent result, do you think? I'm so proud of the girls, the way they fought, even though they were sick. And, and you know, like we had girls on the drip uh, visiting the doctor in the morning and then rocking up for the game in the afternoon. The fact that they could still keep fighting and, you know, keep going to the very last minute of the game, you know, that's just a testament of the toughness of what they wanted to do for the Cook Islands. Uh, yes, we finished 12th. It's not where we wanted to, to finish, but you know, under the circumstances, I think that's uh, probably a very good result for us. A number of your under-21 squad, John, have already been selected in Dale Atkinson's senior Black Pearls team to compete uh, later this year, so I guess you know whatever they've learned at this World Cup, um, you know they'll be able to take into the senior team environment. Yeah, definitely. Look, this has been a, a great experience, and they really matured and learned a lot in this competition. And they've certainly found out you know, some of the tactics that are out there around the world. You know, they've learned to try and work and block that out. Um, I know there was some controversy with the Zimbabwe game, and, and that's been taken to the next level. Uh, the actual umpire put in a report about the punches and elbows being thrown in the game. So you reap what you sow. So the Barbo will obviously have some players who will be some suspenders and that sort of thing from it. If the umpire put in a report but something wasn't actually dealt with during the game, though, that seems a bit odd, doesn't it? If they if they obviously saw what they had, or is it off the base of reports from, from your team, for example? So reports from the umpires. We've had INF covered uh, probably just before the Armored game and just give us a report on on what's happened. Safe Sport were actually at the venue and watched the game, and uh, they see the punches being thrown in the back and elbows in the stomach. So they're, they're dealing with it now, and it's, it's out of their hands. It was quite funny. I, I, I really had to, to check my rules because uh, a player was given a warning during the match for uh, punching uh, one of our players in the back. and and uh, she was called over, given a warning, and then they were allowed to take a shot. So this was off the ball, this was down the other end of the course. And, uh, yeah, so I've, I've just got to check my rulings to make sure I, I'm up to date with what, uh, what that what, what occurred then. But technically, if you throw a punch on the court, you set off. Uh, you know, it's not within the spirit of the game. Uh, it's certainly a violation of uh, player safety. And, uh, you know, it's something you don't expect in a netball game. But, um, you know, we played Zimbabwe in the friendly prior to that game and four players were warned for trying elbows and punches in the game in one situation. And uh, what they do is they jump on you and then as they land, they're throwing the elbow in the back of the head and, uh, you know, the back of the neck and that sort of thing. Uh, I think that's just the tactic that they use. That's the Cook Islands under-21 netball coach, John Glassie. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.